everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining me for this podcast, Holistic, where we learn about Jesus together and we're strengthened with the hope of the gospel. Take care. God bless. Welcome to Holistic, everybody. So we are going to be talking today about a pretty popular passage of scripture. I've heard many pastors and teachers talk about it. And I really think because there's so much in it, there's so much to take out of it. And I just love the word of God. You know, it truly is alive and active. And so you can hear scripture many times, but suddenly the word of God, it just speaks to you right where you are. And so as I was reading this passage the other day in my Bible reading, it really just came to life. And it was such a reminder of the goodness of the Lord, how Jesus just gets in our situations, even if they're messy, and he loves us. And so I hope that if you take away anything from today, you would know that Jesus loves you and he is ready to meet you right where you are. So let's jump into this passage of scripture. It's really, really good. And this is the story in John 4 of the Samaritan woman. And the title here in my Bible, it says, A Samaritan Woman Meets Her Messiah. So let's listen to this passage. Let me just pray here. Lord, I thank you for the word of God that it is alive and active. And I pray as I read these verses today, Lord, that you would just speak, speak to us, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord, and help us to hear you and hear you above anything else that's going on in our lives, Lord, but just to focus on you and your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us through your word. Thank you for this day, Lord. This is the day that you have made. Help us, Lord, to rejoice and be glad in it. We have breath in our lungs, and so, God, we're here and we have a purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So John 4, it says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. 
The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, and that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And so, what an awesome story of Jesus. And so, let's just talk about a few things from this passage 26 verses, but there's so much in that. One thing in verse 4, it says, But he, so Jesus, needed to go through Samaria. And I love when I think about Jesus, that he was all God, but also all man. It's hard for our minds to comprehend that, but he came to earth as a man, but was God. And so he knew because he was God that he needed to go meet this woman. He knew she would be there. And that is our God, that he knows all, he's sovereign, and he knows us, and he loves us and takes the time to meet with us right where we are. And we can see in verse 6, it says, Now Jacob's well was there, that Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And so here we see Jesus weary. So there's that human side. He can relate with our weariness because he lived as a man. And so we can look to him and say, wow, he was weary or tired or hungry. He had to eat. He had to drink. He knew tears. He knew. And so he relates with us. And I think I've heard, because it says there was about the sixth hour, that when the Samaritan woman would come to the well, it would be a time when there wouldn't have been other people. And so she came essentially at a time where she wouldn't be judged by others or there wouldn't be a lot of people around because she was like an outcast. And so maybe you feel like that today. Maybe you're keeping your distance from people because you feel like you've done too many things wrong or you're just feeling down and you just don't want to be around people. But I want you to know, even in that place, Jesus can meet you there. He can meet you in that place. And it doesn't matter who you are because we see in verse 9, it says, Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? 
a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. But Jesus doesn't care that it's not the norm that he would speak to a woman or, or someone from Samaria, even though he is a Jew. I heard one pastor call Jesus savage. You know, he was savage, Jesus. He broke the boundaries. He didn't care if people didn't agree with everything that he did because he had a purpose, and it was to do the will of the Father. He has a purpose, and he loves us, and he wants no one to perish. He wants us to come to him and have that living water be filled with the living water, the water that doesn't run out. It doesn't run dry. And we see in verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. So if we're doing the same thing over and over in this life, we can get thirsty. But whoever drinks of the water, Jesus says that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And I was thinking about this the other day as I had just read this passage of scripture in my daily Bible reading. I was thinking about it because I was physically thirsty. I was really thirsty. It was about three o'clock in the day and I hadn't really had a lot of water. So I filled up my big, I called a chug-a-lug, <laughs> my big chug-a-lug of water. And I was down in it, you know, taking all these ounces of water down that really I needed to have throughout the day. It's much better for your body, right, to kind of space it out. But I was very thirsty. And so, yeah, it's better that we have some water than no water because we need water. But I was thinking that's how we are in our life so often. And in our relationship with Jesus, if you're a Christian and you have a relationship, you know, maybe you go a while without spending any time with the Lord. You don't read your Bible. You're not going to church or you're not spending time with other believers or you're not praying. You're not doing essential, important things in your walk with the Lord. And so suddenly you realize, oh, I'm not doing so well. Maybe I'm depressed or whatever it is. And oh, you come to the Lord and you, oop, you get that, uh, the water, the living water again. And you're like, okay. And so that's better than nothing, but we really need to be coming to the living water, coming to him as much as we can throughout the day. I know we're busy and we can't you know, sit around all day, but we need to come to him. And maybe you've been turning to everything else. You know, you have a void, you are sad or you're overwhelmed or you just don't want to deal with reality. So you've been turning to people, you've been turning to things. Maybe you're drinking too much or you're taking pills. Maybe you're just trying to get that fulfillment from something, but it just doesn't seem to fill you. And I get that. I understand that. But if you come to him now, to Jesus now, he's ready to accept you. But you have to be willing, like this woman in verse 15. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. So we've got to be willing. And you know, it's so encouraging to read this scripture or these verses here and know that even though this woman wasn't perfect, Jesus still met her. He took the time. And so maybe that's where you are and you're thinking, oh, you don't know what I've done and Jesus can't love me. But we read, we read in these verses here, 17 and 18, 
It says, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. And that you spoke truly. And so just because she had had multiple marriages and was living with a man and maybe was an outcast and a woman from Samaria, that didn't stop Jesus. See, he loves us. It's amazing. He knows everything about us, but he loves us more than anyone ever could. And so this woman knows Jesus. She gets to meet him here. He reveals himself to her. Her eyes were open. As she says in verse 19, I perceive that you are a prophet. And so here Jesus comes to someone that maybe many wouldn't have even thought to see or to talk to. The Jews and the Samaritans were enemies. Many Jews wouldn't even go near Samaria, even though it was close. They would go and cross the Jordan just to stay away. They didn't agree where to worship. As it says there, our fathers worshiped in verse 20 on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. So they had a difference of opinion. And you know, sometimes our neighbor can be the hardest to love because they're close. Maybe we don't want to get into somebody's life. It can be messy and we go way over here just so we don't have to talk to somebody. I'm guilty of that. You know, I live in a neighborhood and I don't know many people around me. But that's not right. Jesus wants us to, to meet people. We're called to love him and to love people. And so we can't really be loving them if we're always at a distance from them. So he's calling us out. He's calling us out. He's wanting our eyes to be open to see him and to love people. And he's calling us, as it says in verse 23 and 24, to worship him. It says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And so he's calling us to be worshipers. And so here Jesus reveals himself, as it says in verse 26, I who speak to you am he. And she is excited. As we keep reading in verse 27, it says, And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? And the woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city, and they came to him. And so Jesus then, for a few verses there, talks to his disciples. And in verse 39, it says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him, believed in Jesus because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. So I love this story 
And maybe that's why it was really speaking to me as I'm thinking about testimonies. And I've been talking on this podcast about testimony and share your testimony. And my dad shared his on my last podcast. I hope you heard that. If not, please go back and listen. My dad shared how he had been an alcoholic. He didn't believe in God. He was lost. But he met Jesus in an awesome way. And it changed his life. And he has been bold for the Lord. He shared his story many times. And so I pray that you're doing that as well. You know, we can't have a testimony without a test, I've heard some people say. And so if God has done something in your life, please share that with people. And I love this. It says, let me read it again in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in Jesus because of the word of the woman who testified. And so her testimony brought people to Jesus. And of course, then people believed in Jesus because they met him. He is the Christ. It's him who really does the changing, right? It's not us. It's not just, oh, we're so good. It's that he gives us an opportunity to share the gospel with people to be praying for people. He puts people on our heart and on our mind, but of course he can't do that or won't do it possibly if we're not around people. So when we're walking down the street, maybe something will come to mind and, oh, I need to pray for this person. We need to be in tune with the spirit. He'll put things on our heart and on our mind and we can miss it and we cannot be obedient because we're thinking about other things or we're thinking about ourselves guilty, (laughs) very guilty here. You know, it's easy to just think about ourselves. You know, I always think we're, you know, we're attached to our mind. We're together. And so, you know, we're thinking a lot of things and we're distracted and there's um, many things that we can be thinking about. But God has called us to love him and love people. And so I just love this story because it shows that Jesus is willing to meet us right where we are. And I love that she is so excited about meeting him and wants to share, oh my gosh, he knew me. And that's what Jesus does. As he comes and he meets us and he does things that you can't even imagine. He doesn't have to. He doesn't need to. But he does. And it's a beautiful thing. And so I pray that you know Jesus today and you know about this living water. Maybe you do and you're still struggling. But remember where to go. You come to him. And maybe you don't know Jesus. And you're like, I don't know. Or I I just, I'm not sure, you know, would would he meet me? Would, I mean, mean, she had maybe a few things going on, but you don't know what I've done. But there's lots of stories, many testimonies of people who have done all sorts of things, but God still meets them. And I hope to have some more testimonies just so you can hear from actual people from their mouth. Sometimes we read and we're like, oh, it's just a story. But to actually hear someone say, hey, this is what happened. God took me from here to there. It's amazing. And that's what he does. Like I said, he doesn't have to do it, but he does. And it's absolutely amazing. And so I just pray today. Anybody listening, wherever you are, 
that you know about Jesus, that you know that you can be filled with him. God gives us a void and we can try to fill it with many things. But it's only Jesus when he comes into our heart that we really begin to change. And we're not who we used to be. We're not perfect. But then we know that we have a savior. We have a Messiah. We have Jesus, our hope. We have someone to turn to. And we know that he is with us in the storms of life. Storms will come, as Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. He's with us in the storms. He's with us in the highs and the lows. And I thank you for that, Jesus, that you are with us and you know what we need. You know what we need. Just like the woman at the well, you knew you needed to go to her. You know where we are. Thank you that you meet us right where we're at. Help us to come boldly to you. And Lord, to come boldly to people to tell them about you, to give them hope, to remind them they're not alone, that you are with us, you're for us. Thank you, Jesus. May we bring glory and honor to your name in everything we say and do. You're worth it. Thank you, Jesus, so much. Thank you for your word that we can read the story of a woman who was lost but was found and spread that to others. May we do that as well. May we share the comfort that we've received with other people. Thank you that you comfort us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I just thank everyone that is listening, that's joined me today. I pray you'll come back and listen again, and we'll learn more about Jesus. He is so good. I pray you're blessed wherever you are, whenever you're listening, and you know God is with you. He loves you. He will go out of his way to show you his love. Take care today, and God bless you.